Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 280. Awesome. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football for the next two hours. Awesome. Um, Will's not with us tonight. This is like, oh, my God. You know, the only time that he's not been with us before is when he, he was in the hospital or when his missus was in the hospital. So he must be deathly ill for not not wanting to talk football. So I'm kind of sad about that. Wish him all the best. Will, you take care, brother. And uh, get us your scores for this week's picks. There are only three games. That's right. There's only three games this week. It's one of those new bye week sort of things where half the half the league's on a bye. Scary stuff. Hopefully Winnipeg's on a bye. They've played more games than anybody. Hey, okay, let's carry on. Let's stop picking on Winnipeg right now. What you know? I think we should change the name of the CFL. I think we should call it the GFL. I know. What does the G stand for? Instead of Canadian, it should be geriatrics. What is this? Chad Owens signs with Toronto. Darian Durant wants to come make a comeback. Darrell Owens going to be signing next. What the hell? Why don't we bring back Nick Lewis and Milt Stiegel? I'm sure Chris Schultz could still make an O-lineman. Okay, I don't know. This is ridiculous. Buck Pierce? Matt Dunnigan? Oh, I don't know. This is ridiculous. What's going on? Can we not find new football players? I understand it's a bit of a challenge to create and build uh, quarterbacks, and that's that's the entire league's fault for not cultivating quarterbacks properly. But then, you know, I, I still I have a problem with free agency. I always have. <clears throat> free agency is what killed the NHL. Nothing but silence. Well, I'm here. I think we just lost Christopher. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I guess we must have lost him. And this happened at the beginning of the last show. He was talking in the middle of a rant, and he disappeared. He's not doing well with those. No, no, this is about the this is the second time in a row this has happened. Okay, so we're here now. Uh, it's uh, Charles Cliff. Mark Weddle is also here, and Christopher Jones has vanished into the World Wide Web, apparently. Whatever he did, uh, he's gone. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back because this is the exact same thing that happened uh, a few nights ago when we were here on Sunday night where he was in the middle of his opening little rant, and then all of a sudden he disappeared. So now there's two of us at this moment. I'm sure Christopher Jones will be back here shortly. But now there's two of us, so good evening, Mark. How are you tonight? Not doing too bad. Had some interesting storms to watch tonight, so at least that's kept me busy. Uh, I did not. What's that? Um, you like, like thunderstorms or something out there? Or? Yeah, we've had a couple of major thunderstorms roll through where just massive amounts of lightning, so at least it's dark, so it's something fun to watch. 
We had a pretty, pretty uh, big uh, thunderstorm. There did I didn't see a whole lot of lightning, but we had a lot of thunder out here yesterday, last night, or yeah. at least yesterday afternoon. It was just rumbling like crazy. Other than that, just been watching the uh, Humboldt Broncos game. Yeah, I saw some of that as well too. Yeah, yeah they were lo- they're actually losing last time I saw. They were down two to one. I don't know if it's changed since then, but. Yeah, it's still two to one. Uh, Fourteen seconds to go, so it looks like they're gonna lose. Oh, looks like they're gonna lose. Uh, yeah. Oh well, so it won't be a perfect night, but still good to see them back on the ice. Yeah, it was one hell of a pregame they did. Yep, it was. So, all right. Well, right now there's just two of us. Uh, again, CJ, I'm thinking is going to be back on shortly. He probably went to get his phone or something because I remember that happened the other night. So. We will just press on here. What's this? What's going on? He just asked what's going on. I'm just, <laughs> I, you disappeared. You vanished. That's what's going on. We're talking right now. Yeah. All righty. Well, anyways, we're here. As CJ said, uh, Will is not feeling well tonight, so he is uh, down sick. So it's just a, well, I was going to say it's just the three of us, but now uh, I guess it's the two of us. So we'll just hold off. We're just here. So, um, anyways, um, yeah, I guess he was talking about the some of the stories we're going to be uh, going into tonight. Uh, Darian Durant talking about a possible comeback. I'm not really sure that's really anything anyone's clamoring for, and so on and so on. But anyways, we will... Um, I'm back. Seeing as with that, we, oh, there we go. Now we're back to three. <laughs> it, we were just commenting. Hey. This is the same thing that happened on Sunday. It is. It won't let me in. I had to phone in. Yeah, I don't know it why it's doing that. It's strange. It won't, it won't shut, up the host, shut off the host and let me redial in. Anyhow, mm-hmm. so we don't have a host again tonight. So did any any of my rant go? It was uh, awesome. For a little bit, yeah. We got, oh, to, hear you, uh, no. got to hear you call, um, uh, talk about the geriatric football league and stuff like that. Okay, well, anyhow, we got past that. Let's uh, let's move on. All right. Uh, Sounds good, good idea. Talk. They just need to... Piss off and go away and make something better. You know what? You don't don't make something halfway. It pisses me off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's no way for me to get rid of the let's talk CFL host because it won't work. No, I guess not. Annoying. Okay. Uh, first game up is BC and Montreal. We got a Chris score of 33-24 for BC. How realistic is that, Mark? What do you think the score is going to be? What do you think is going to happen in this game? Um, It's a realistic score, but I am definitely going to take BC in this because Ottawa, just as everybody knows by now, I'm not a fan of Trevor Harris or at this point their coaching It's not Ottawa. It's Montreal. 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 Yeah, I was thinking something else. Um, Trevor Harris is on Montreal. Yeah, I was thinking the other game. Yeah, I was thinking the other game. Never mind. Uh, No, BC's winning this one. Montreal has played a lot better. But BC's playing really well right now. 
Um, have they said if Posey's going to be playing yet? He's practicing. He's practicing, but they haven't said whether he's playing. I guess he's got a few days yet. I think he probably will, but I don't know that for sure. Um, and I did see they made room for him, though, because they did release Ricky Collins. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with BC on this one. I can't believe I'm taking them two weeks in a row. Yeah, Montreal's played well. They didn't well. let you down last week, did they? Well, I was hoping I jinxed them, so hopefully that will happen this week. But, you know, Montreal's played really well, but BC is really starting to come on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're going to be giving Pipkin and the offensive line fits. So I'm going to go uh, 34-12. 34-12? Yep. I think the offense for Montreal is coming back to earth. Okay. Interesting. Charles? What you got on this one? Uh, I'm kind of on the same page as Mark here. I think actually this bye week when it um, hit for the um, for the um, Montreal Alouettes, I think it was actually a bad thing because, quite frankly, I think that they had momentum going, and I think this bye week kind of going to um, kind of stunt that momentum a little bit. Um, you know, it brings them down and so on, and Certainly, uh, since Antonio Pipkin started or started uh, started as uh, instead of uh, Johnny Manziel, the um, the offense has been a whole lot better um, for the um, Montreal Alouettes. But I think they're kind of due for a bit of a cool down. They've been very good the last three games, but now is the point where teams are going to start to get film on Pipkin and, and what the offense is doing and this could create some problems for him because now he's no longer surprising teams. Uh, teams actually can, you know, see for themselves and have game film on them. And I think that's um, that's significant, quite frankly. So um, I think that it's a very um, – I think the Lions, um, especially if they do have Posey in the lineup, I believe that uh, that just makes them stronger, of course. And I think that game last week might have been a kind of a, uh, what should we call it, a jumping-off point for the defense. The Lions' defense was so good last week, especially in uh, the second half. I think that they've kind of got momentum, and I think they could be in for a big game this week. I think the Lions' offense, I don't know who's starting, although I'm assuming... Travis is going to start. I haven't heard. Um, I know he got knocked out of the game last week. I have not heard anything to say that he's out long term. So I'm going to assume okay. until I hear differently here's, that here's Travis will start. From, here's an answer from that on Lowell. His quarterback, uh-huh. Travis Lule, practices with the Lions' first team offense on Monday. Was questionable heading into this week after leaving the game against the Red Blacks. If he's practicing with first team on Monday, he's starting. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say... Exactly the same thing. That's uh, that indicates to me that he'll be starting that game. So, and I think that's a good thing. And I believe that the uh, Lions are going to win this one um, fairly comfortably. I'm going to go Lions 36, Montreal 18. I think they'll double them up. 
Okay. I'm a little bit more positive and negative and everything else with this game. I don't know. It's BC Lions. I'm a fan. What can I say? Uh, BC's going to win this game, and I'm picking them 38-21. to 21. I don't. I, Montreal is doing well, but again, like you said, whenever we get a new quarterback, they always come in. They make they they win the first two games or first game, do real well. As soon as we start getting some game film, economy starts getting smashed. So, I think that's exactly what's going to happen to Pipkin this week. And uh, PC Lions defense is just going to shut him down. Chris Rainey is expected back in the lineup, which is definitely a good thing. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, Solly, Solly looks like he's out for another four to six weeks. Yeah. He is, his, his wrist injury is not healing well. Devere Posey is practicing with the team on Monday. I would expect him to start, although maybe on limited packages, because the guy can't learn the entire playbook in one week. Um, but you know, as a receiver, he's able to go in there and say, Hey, you know what? Go long. And, and we you know that it can happen. So, okay, I'm pretty excited about the BC Lions opportunity in Montreal. And uh, keep going on the winning ways and watch BC climb not only the power rankings, but the standings, because that's more important than anything. Okay, that's my take on this one. Uh, we don't have Will. Will didn't give us a score. He's under the weather. Okay, so next game up, Calgary is in Hamilton. This is going to be – this is the two top teams in the CFL right now. I don't care what anybody says. If I was to pick power rankings right now, it would be Calgary-Hamilton. Boom, boom. Uh, there's nobody else that's even close to these guys. It's just not – you can't, can't do it. It's these two up to the top. So the two powerhouses of the CFL, East and West, is coming to clash in Timbit Field. Chris is picking these ones, Calgary 32, Hamilton 28. Charles, what's your pick? What's your take? Calgary's going to be pissed off after getting beaten by Edmonton last week. Um, so that's not a good thing to have that team angry and wanting to bounce back because they are a very good football team. Hamilton has also been very good, um, but I think that um, – even if they're very good, if uh, Calgary gets anywhere near uh, top-notch performance, Calgary's still the better football team. Uh, Hamilton certainly improved this year over last year. They may very easily be the best team in the East. I think they are the best team in the East. But I still think Calgary bounces back. I don't see – I think it's unlikely to see a uh, this Calgary team to be losing back-to-back games all that often because I think, quite frankly, they're too good. So I think that this well, is going to be – sorry, go on. I, I don't think they've want, lost two games in a row for the last 14 years or so, isn't it? Uh, it's been a long time since this team lost two in a row, and I don't think this is a week to happen either. I think Calgary bounces no. back. I think this game is probably pretty close because Hamilton is playing very well, I think. But I think that uh, Calgary does win this one. I'm going to pick uh, Calgary to win this one, 27, and Hamilton, 22. 27-22. Okay. 
Mark, what do you got here? I don't know, but Charles, if I take we the We know Bill's going to take Calgary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. don't know by what score. And Charles, I was, if I take the score, I was thinking of I have to go right over top here, and I don't think I'm going to oh. do that. <laughs> I know I, we haven't really done that to each other this year, so we should probably keep it that way. Um, but, you know, you're definitely right. Hamilton is playing very well. They've got one of the top receivers in Brandon Banks. Um, they're developing a really good running game. And just comparing the two offenses and defenses, they're fairly even on offense, but Calgary's defense is just that much better. Um Masoli's not going to have a lot of time to do a lot of different things. And for Green with the running game, he's got Alex Singleton to deal with. So it's a whole different ball game when you got that. I'm going to go, oh, since he did that score, uh, 30-26 for Calgary. 30-26. to Yep. For Calgary. I'm picking Hamilton, two to one. I don't you know love why. That score, don't you? I do, I do, I do, I do. I think it's a wonderful score. I could do fifty to forty-nine, but I really don't think that's realistic. It might have been last week, but I, I don't think Hamilton's got it in it to go toe to toe with Calgary like that. But I don't know. We're just going to say that I'm going to pick uh, Hamilton to win, and uh, scores two to one. I just think that Calgary's got to lose two in a row sometime. Hamilton has to beat Calgary sometime. It just Calgary's got to lose. They just they're just not playing that well this year, and I just can't believe that they are going to be this powerhouse that everybody thinks they are. And to me, they're not. So I'm picking I'm picking Hamilton to win the game. It's just that simple. Brandon Banks is amazing, and uh, we're going to find out whether – and I, I can't believe I actually said that. I can't believe no, I actually said that. me neither. I was that. just going to comment on that. Yeah, I can't believe I actually said that, but it's true. He is playing amazing. And, you know, he's keeping his mouth shut, and he's behaving himself, and he's grown up and matured. If Deron Carter watches any film – it should be on Brandon Banks because this is an example of how to turn your career around. No comment on anything else. Okay, um, moving on. The last game we got, Ottawa-Saskatchewan. This one is very, very tough to pick. Charles, go. Oh, what was Chris? Chris picked the Saskatchewan twenty-eight twenty-four. All what right, got, this is a tough one. Well, you know what? This isn't that tough, uh, to be perfectly well, it, honest. It depends. Because depends on your perspective. Well, my perspective. If you really, is, really can't stand Saskatchewan, and you really, really, really can't pick them, this is a hard game because there's no way in hell Ottawa is going to beat them. No, I realize that. <laughs> my perspective is that, yeah, we saw that um, we did see. Um, I saw Ottawa in person last week, 
I really didn't like a whole lot of what I saw. Um, this team does not look like a cohesive group right now. Their offense is ridiculously inconsistent. That starts with their quarterback. They've got no backup. I mean, Dominic Davis got put in for two series and did nothing, and they pulled him right back out. So that's a um, um, that's not a anything there. Their defense didn't look great. It was okay, but it, it got exposed a bit last week. Um, I just uh, and right now Saskatchewan. Well, at least their defense is rolling on all cylinders. Their offense, as I've said before, their defense is masking problems on the offense because the offense is not exactly uh, going full um, full bore. In fact, they, they're having trouble putting up points. But regardless of that, that defense is playing really well on Saskatchewan and I would probably put right now Saskatchewan's defense ahead of BC's defense, and BC's defense handled Ottawa pretty well last week. So I think Ottawa's defense is going to, um, or Saskatchewan's defense is also going to have no problem handling Ottawa, especially with their inconsistency. And I think they could put up some points. I'm not going to give a ton of points to the Riders, but I'm going to give a lot less still to the um uh, to the Red Black. So I'm going to say um, Saskatchewan wins this one 25-12. to 25-12? Yeah. You're giving Ottawa 12? Yeah. <clears throat> Still less than what they got last week, so. Yeah. Okay. No score from Will. Mark, who are you picking here? I'm going to have to stay with Charles and Chris. I'm going to go with Saskatchewan. As much as it hurts, I wanted to. I'm trying to rationalize going with Ottawa, and I just can't. Um, considering what Saskatchewan's defense did to Nichols and Straveler last week, and they won't go quite as crazy. I don't think we'll see two pick sixes in the first half. But I think just with the inconsistencies. Yeah. Well, he's their new starting quarterback, isn't he? Um, I just think that Ottawa is just too inconsistent. And let's face it, if their coach was in the West, he'd probably have been fired last year. Uh, So I'm going to say Saskatchewan 26, Ottawa 18. Zach Caleros is playing, eh? and the guys know that, right? Yep. Yep. He doesn't have to score any points. They get them all on the either the field goal or defensive touchdowns. Defensive touchdowns, interceptions. Yep. And then they can do that against Ottawa. Right? Oh, for sure. Okay, I'm picking Saskatchewan, and I'll give them 32 to 21. Yes, you sound very depressed doing that. I sound, I am depressed doing that. Who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. Who? Jesus, I actually had to pick them. Deep sigh. Okay, so that's the three games. We only got three games of football. When are they being played, by the way? BC is playing Montreal Friday night. 
Saturday and Saturday. So we got an afternoon game. This Calgary Hamilton game is one o'clock in the afternoon. Thankfully, the Ottawa Saskatchewan game is a six thirty start. What is it? Saskatchewan is two. No, they're only one hour different from BC. Okay, so it's a seven thirty start in Saskatchewan. They don't. They're they're too, they're a little bit too simple over there. They don't understand the concept of daylight saving time. Okay, um, let's uh, move on. Where are we going to go? We got an agenda here that Charles put out. Okay, Red Blacks, J.R. Tavi. I don't care. I don't care what his name is. Was fined, but not suspended for his cheap shot hit against Travis Lule. Is this punishment severe enough to prevent this hit from like this against quarterbacks? Well, I don't think that the fine or the, the suspension is going to stop people from hitting other people. It's not going to stop them from headshots. It's not going to stop stop them from cheap shots. It's not. I mean, Kyrie Bear. I mean, he's been fined. I don't know how many times, and he's been suspended. I don't know how many times, and he still continues to play football the way that he does, and he's proud of it. He says he is not changing his game. This is how he plays football. So I don't think that a suspension or a fine is going to um, keep people from doing this. This has to be a team effort at this point in time, and the team has to look at this guy and say, you know what, that's not acceptable on my team, you're released. Or you're suspended for six games. And the team can do it. But what team is going to um, punish themselves? Because they're not really just punishing the football player, they're punishing the team by not letting the football player play. So that's not going to happen. I, you know, I'm not in a la-la land, dream world. I, I, I understand that, that you know, there's some consequences involved in this type of thing, but who is it that in this league that's going to step up and say that this is not acceptable? I mean, they've got a, a three-strike drug rule, but they don't have a three-strike headshot. So what if the guy's smoking pot or snorting coke? doesn't affect anybody but himself. This could ruin another player's life. I'm sorry. Uh, I think the CFL really has their priorities c- confused. And uh, I don't know what it is. This, you know, and somebody said, well, it wasn't really, he didn't intentionally want to hurt Travis Lule. He, you know, it, it was because the other player pulled him down that he actually hit him in the, I'm sorry. You're leading with your head, you're spearing. Anything that happens after that is intentional whether it's good or bad or anything else, if you bring a weapon into a crime and somebody is killed, that's considered first-degree murder. That means it's premeditated. You've meant to do it. You, you, you brought the weapon into a crime, and you meant to do it. Now, whether it was a complete total accident, you dropped the gun and it went off and it, and it shot somebody, or I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if somebody is killed during the proceeds of a crime – then it's first-degree murder. This is intentional. He led with the crown of his head. He meant to be spearing somebody, whether it was in the stomach, the chest, or the head. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's intentional. He meant to do it. The consequences of that action should be dealt with harshly. Did the CFL deal with it harshly enough? 
in my opinion, no. Mark, what's your thoughts? Oh, I definitely agree with you that uh, it's just not harsh enough. Um, you know, the, I guess when the CFL's logic is thinking that they don't make a lot of money, you know, really, with you compare the CFL to any of the other major pro sports, they easily make the least. So whatever the fine is, it's probably a game pay. So it'll be a few thousand dollars. But it should be a fine and a suspension. Um, good on the league to own up that they missed a call. And it was called oh, right in the... Whole other, that's a whole other rant. Oh, I know. But um, And they called it right. It's, uh, it was a spear. And, you know, it's just what they call. And Brandon Smith was fined as well for the same kind of hit on Mike Riley. He did a headshot on Riley, and he got fined. So it's just what they do, like you said, with um, Kyrie's hate bearer. How many times has he been fined and suspended? Five, six, seven? It's just how these guys play. You know, you want, obviously you want the guys to hit as hard as they can. Everybody loves the guy that plays on the edge. But when you step over the edge, there needs to be consequences. And... Obviously, the fines aren't working, just the fine, because it's over and over and over. Almost every single week, somebody's getting fined for a headshot, whether it's a spear whatever. Somebody's getting fined for a headshot almost every single week. And whether it's on a quarterback, a receiver, a running back, whatever you want to say, it needs to be harsher. It needs to be a fine and automatic one-game suspension for a headshot. And if you do it a second time, then it's two games. Third time, make it six or seven games. Make these guys, Take it out of the game. If you really hurt their pocketbook, they'll stop doing it. That's the only way they can do it. Take the money out of their pockets. But take it out big time. That's about it. Go ahead. It's an interesting concept. I like mandatory suspensions for headshots. Why not? I think that why not? It'll take it, it out. Doesn't the NFL or CF, uh, NHL have a mandatory suspension for for um, two-handed high sticking or something like this? Or I don't know. They um, they, they have didn't something like that no. happen? I don't know. No, they don't have. I remember this from vaguely from a decade ago or something. They don't necessarily have mandatory, but um, generally the punishment fits the crime, especially if it's a repeat offender. You mm-hmm. look at a lot of guys end up getting 20-game suspensions. You know, that's a quarter of the season. Yeah, good good on them. You know, yep. That'd be like uh, four four games for these guys. Yep. Four, four or five-game suspension for the CFL. It's abusive. It's good. Maybe they learn. But I honestly believe the CBA doesn't allow it. Probably not. Right. I I always question that. Why does the CBA protect um, the idiots? Why shouldn't they be protecting the victim? 
shouldn't they say, oh, Travis Lulee, quarterback, got hit. The other player should be suspended. There should be punishment for this. He got hurt. Right? Not, oh, we got to defend this guy. He didn't really mean to do that. Because it's all about money. They want to make what they want their guys to get as much money as they can. Well, wouldn't you think that Travis Lulee is making more money? They should defend the guy with the most, making the most amount of money. You would think no it's kidding. a contradiction. It's ridiculous. It seems wrong. It's, yep. it's it's not economical. Charles, go ahead, buddy. Well, basically, they're saying, "Hell, open season on quarterbacks. We're not going to suspend you if you if you take a quarterback's head off. So have at it." I mean, realistically, I mean, a fine's not going to do it. A fine, yeah, sure, they don't make a lot of money. I I don't think they care. Um, and it's not going to be a deterrent. You've got to start sitting, guys. You've got to say, okay, you're going to hit a guy in the head, you're going to sit for a game. You do it uh, a second time, you sit for three games. You do it a third time, you sit. That's the only way you're going to get rid of headshots. If, if players start missing paychecks because they're suspended. People will 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 uh, they'll um, they'll um, clue in eventually, but it's going to take guys being suspended. And the, well, the let, maximum fine in the CFL is one game. Yeah, one game. Big pay. deal. I mean, it, I know they don't make as much as the guys in the NFL. They can survive missing a game's paycheck. But if you got a game's paycheck and a suspension, and you missed another one. Well, then you're talking. Sorry, then you. Maybe guys are thinking a little bit of it. It's ridiculous right now the way that uh, they're calling this. There wasn't even a freaking penalty called on that play, let alone any sort of suspension. It's nonsense. You can't. Um, uh, you've got to start coming down harder on these people. You just have to, because otherwise it's going to get worse. Someone's going to get killed. With the way the people play, with the the speed the game is now, someone's going to get hit like that and not get up. They're either going to get killed or they're going to get paralyzed. And I don't want to see that. I don't think anyone else is going to see that. And the only way to really curb it and stop it is to start suspending players. I was really upset when I saw that he only got a fine for this penalty. Because, I'm sorry, that was a vicious hit on a quarterback that should be a suspendable offense. And until it is, you're going to have people taking runs at quarterbacks because they're not going to get punished for it. Yes, he got fined. I don't care. That's not enough of a deterrent. You've got to start sitting, guys. Interesting. I think we all kind of agree on this one. Um, but there's, there's got to be a different answer. There has to be something. And I don't know what it is yet. Because the fines aren't working. The suspensions aren't working. What else can you do? You want to solve this problem? I have an answer for you. When there is a headshot, during a game, I mean, obviously this wouldn't work because it doesn't matter. Um, it, it wasn't called a penalty. But did you see Serena 
Williams's rant in the U.S. Open? How could you yeah. not? What? Well, why? Why was she ranting? Every TV con- known to man. She was ranting, ranting because she, she didn't like the call. The she didn't like the referee's call. You're right. And what was the referee's results of that? They took a point away from her. It penalized her even more. Okay. So why don't we penalize the team in points during the game? Will this problem be fixed in the locker room? It might be. I mean, that's quite extreme, but, I mean, this might be a situation where you need an extreme uh, solution. Yeah, three, three points taken away. Boom. Field goal. You lost a field goal. Or the other team gets three points. 25-yard penalty and a game suspension. And, 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 and what is the word we're looking for? I wanted to use extermination, but it's ejection. Okay? You're ejected from the game. Boom. He shouldn't have been allowed to continue. I want thoughts on that. Mark, what do you think? Uh, it's an interesting concept. We, we proved that fines and, and suspensions don't work. you gotta, you got to affect the team. The team has to police themselves. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting concept, but I think that it's really hard to, are you positive, like, are you going to have the eye in the sky make that call on the headshot? Yes. You can't have the on-field ref do it because, they, A, they miss it half the time, B, they call it wrong the other half the time or a quarter yep. of the time. So, okay. So I'll give you a, a different scenario here. How about a black flag to the coach? I can handle that. He throws that. a black flag when he wants a player checked out to find out whether or not it was a, an abusive play. Eye in the sky, we have to stop the play. We have to look at it. We have to decide whether or not it is. Boom, bang, done. The coach is wrong. Then there's a delay of game penalty. Yeah, how how about uh, there's another option here? How about if a uh, uh, if a um, guy throws a dirty headshot, you get, you throw the coach out of the game. Mm. Interesting. I'm not going to say no. Well, the player should be thrown out. Yeah. That that's what the eye in the sky should do right now. He should have got on the phone and he should have said, "This guy needs to be ejected." Yeah, I have no issues with that. Toss the player, toss right. the coach, toss them both. I, I, I honestly don't believe tossing the coach is detrimental to the team most of the time. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, you you got to hurt them so that all of the players on the team are pissed off at the guy. Yep. Now... I, I, like I said, take three points away from them. Maybe that's severe in a in a close game, but you know if a team is up forty to twelve, does that mean that you get to go take liberties on the other team because you know three points is no big deal? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not saying my answer is right or or perfect, 
and I'm just pointing out it's false. But something has to happen. And, and, you know, I'd love to be able to say they forfeit the game. That's it. Game's over. You, You blew it. I mean, do you think that that would... You want to remove headshots from the CFL? That would take exactly one week, and there would never be another headshot. That's it. You guys lost the game. I, I know we're often on a tangent here, and we're getting ex- absolutely extreme with some of my ideas. But there has to be consequences. Mm-hmm. And what's working, or what we currently have, is not working. And I think it shouldn't just necessarily be on headshots on quarterbacks. It should be on headshots anywhere on the field. Period. Absolutely. I don't necessarily believe it's just headshots. I think that it's anything that is that is willfully intent to, to, to injure. Like spearing. Yep. Like spearing. Because I don't care what anyone says. You spear a player, you're trying to hurt that player. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? You said that you really hope that nobody gets hurt because of the, an action like this. Well, Travis did get hurt, but not hopefully not. No, permanently. I said I hope nobody. I hope nobody gets killed. Is what I said. Okay, and if somebody does, I hope it's the guy who is spearing. And you bring that it on yourself bad. at that point. What's that? Because you bring it on well, yourself at that point. Well, permanently injured out of it. I want it to be the, the perpetrator, not the victim. Because yep. it's just as dangerous for him leading his head. Of course it is. I don't wish harm to anybody. Well, like I say, with guys like Kyrie Saber especially, in 15, 20 years, when he's got massive CTE problems or post-concussion, whatever they want to call it, he can't sue the league. You're the one who spent your career leading with your head. Nobody forced you to tackle that way. You cannot well, sue true. the league. They've tried to yeah. protect you. You know, the league tried to protect them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's going to come out and say the league didn't do anything for me and I'm going to sue them now? No. They tried to protect you. They suspended you for it. They fined you for it. They tried to tell you you can't do this. You continue to do it. Mm -hmm. That's what my big worry is a lot of times with guys like that is 10, 15 years from now they're going to go Ireland Bruce. And say it's everybody else's fault. I think if you started throwing an automatic game suspension for your first offense, and you jump it to two or three for the second offense, and you do it again, it's half the season kind of thing, Mm -hmm. that will get guys to go, oh crap, I can't do this anymore. And you don't see really a lot of young kids coming in doing it. You see the odd one, but you don't see the young kids. It's the guys who've been in the league 10, 15 years. 
So for everybody that says that that's how they're coached when they're young, sorry, you're wrong. Well, it might be. Coaching has changed. Mm-hmm. Coaching has 100% changed. They don't ta- teach to lead with their head. Well, then, then, then the young guys are not going to be doing it. Yep. I just think make the punishment severe if it affects money. You know, if it affects a game paycheck, guys aren't going to do it as much. Yeah. That the uh, the only way I can see it is if you start throwing players out. Otherwise, it's just gonna it's gonna they're gonna keep doing it. Or do what they're doing in the NFL now, and they're calling penalties if the helmet's anywhere near another helmet. That's almost too extreme. Yeah. What they're doing yeah. in the NFL, yeah, of Some course, of those... it's too extreme. But you know, I still think if you penalize the team. Somehow, then the peer pressure in the locker room is going to make this go away. Yep. Right? You have the entire defensive team comes down at you and says, fuck you? What do you think you're doing to us? Well, in a way, a two or three game suspension is affecting them if one of their starters is out for that long. No, it is. It's next man up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it, it, okay. I'll give you this one then, Mark. If they, uh, if he's suspended, the team loses the player. They're not allowed to replace him. Ooh. So 12 on 11. Isn't that what well, happens in a soccer game? Yeah, I was gonna, just going to say, that's what they do in the soccer game. You don't throw a player out, and you got to play one man short. True. you got to play one man short. Well, that could also be, you know what, I kind of like that. You know what, you do that, you lose a player. You lose you a player. man short. That would definitely yeah, stop it. Yeah. Confuse the shit out of a referee who counts players out in the field. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. there's got to be an answer, and I'm not sure that we are capable. I mean, it's beyond our pay grade. We don't have to come up with the answer, but obviously, yeah. the people who are in that pay grade aren't coming up with the answer either. That's because they're too busy trying to figure out how to take the game to Europe. Oh my good God. Uh, please that don't. Let, that that can't be on the on the um, no, it's agenda because I don't want to no, deal with it. No, okay. I would rant for half an hour. Probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we do this one? The bad Travis Lule. Done out of there. He's he's back playing football. He's practicing on first-team reps, so everything's good. Uh, segment five. After much speculation, Devere Posey officially signed with the BC Lions this week. Is he enough of a difference maker to push the Lions over the top and hunt for the playoffs? Well, I think they're close enough to the hunt for the playoffs right now. 
and you know the way that um, Edmonton and Winnipeg are both playing right now, it's I don't know. Like Edmonton did beat, did beat Calgary. Um, BC's in the hunt for the playoffs, no matter what. Is this going to be the person that takes them over the top? I remember when we got brought in Arlan Bruce, and it was just the ticket that we needed. But we lost uh, Manny this week or last week, and uh, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So having one of the, the best receivers that played in the league last year, yeah, I'm good with this. I think this is an excellent thing, and I hope he's playing football this week. Charles. Well, he was certainly a difference maker last year in the Grey Cup, and I think Navier Posey is a very talented receiver, and uh, obviously he's got talent. He, he obviously attracted the uh, the eyes of a of the um, NFL team. Can't remember which team he was with, uh, but apparent Posey. Navier Posey. Yeah, he was with Toronto. No, 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 no. He had, he was down on an NFL tryout, and then he got cut. I can't remember oh, which NFL Baltimore. team he was with. Baltimore Ravens. Was it yeah, Baltimore? Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore I'm not Ravens. Surprised he didn't make, I'm not surprised he didn't make that team. That team's pretty damn good. Uh, but um, I think he is a very strong quarterback, uh, wide receiver. He's a good um, replacement for Manny, who looks like, well, He's talking about uh, that he's done. Let's hope he does the smart thing and gets surgery. But uh, he's a good replacement for Manny. He's a good um, playmaking receiver. So, yeah, I think he could be a very key piece of the puzzle going forward. He gives the Lions another uh, big threat to go along with Brian Burnham. No offense to guys like Ricky Collins and so on like that, but they have had their problems holding on to the ball in some of the games this year, although Collins did have a good game last week. Um, but I do like uh, Posey. I think he's a good receiver. I think he uh, provides some good speed. So, yeah, I think he could be a very good difference maker for the Lions coming down the stretch here. Uh, and I'm uh, excited to see what he can do. Excellent. Mark. I'm not sold. I like Posey, but I'm not sold on him being the guy that's going to take the BC savior? over the top. Simply, be, simply because you know, yes, he had 175 yards in the Great Cup game. 100 of those were on one catch, and so he had 60. He had six catches for 75 yards. Other than that, and in 2017, he had 52 catches for 744 yards and seven touchdowns. So he's not a young Manny Arsenal. I don't even know if you could compare him to Brian Burnham. Is he going to be better than what has been in BC? Oh, hell yeah. As long as he catches the ball, he's going to be better, which is also why Collins was released. I think it was Collins anyway. No, it was... Um, well, um, it wasn't released. Um um, Kevin Elliott was released. Or Elliott, sorry, yeah, Kevin Elliott got released. So that's part of the reason. You know, the reason he got released is dropping footballs. And it'll keep happening in D.C. too if it continues to happen. It, will he help? Of course he will. I just don't know if he's the one to, 
he may help them get to the playoffs, but it also helps when you have a team that's imploding, like Winnipeg. And you've got the crossover that you can get, which, uh, you know, with the two games in hand right now, is kind of huge for BC. But, yeah. you know, he's definitely going to help. I just, I don't put him in the top tier receiver based on the Grey Cup game. Because if you do that, then Keenan LaFrance should be making $200,000 a year and being an all-star based on his one game, good game he had in the Grey Cup when he was with Ottawa. Yeah, I think people put too much stock in the one-game stuff in the big games, in the Grey Cups and stuff like that. And we'll see how he comes back from the meat grinder in the NFL. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to play this week, so it'll be interesting to watch. But he's going to have to – it's going to take him a couple of games to get back into the style of game in the CFL and a completely different quarterback in Travis Lue, completely different from what Ricky Ray was. You know, completely different style, throwing everything. So it'll be interesting to watch. He's definitely going to help. I just don't know if he's the guy. I think on DC now, you're going to have to have Brian Burnham be the guy. With Manny still out and looks like he's still he's gone for the season. So this is where Burnham's going to have to step up and help Posey get into the games and everything else. So that's about it. Okay. I think I have my rant's over on this one. I, yeah, I, it, it cannot hurt the BC Lions. So it's got to be a good thing for my football team. Almost said hockey for some reason. Okay, next segment. Re- receiver Chad Owen signed this week with Hamilton Tiger Cats and then proceeded to get injured in his first practice. Should Chad Owen simply stay have stayed retired? Well, if you guys got to hear my rant at the beginning, definitely. We're bringing back Terrell Owens, Matt Dunnigan, and Buck Pierce. Come on. Geriatric football. Get over it already. Go home. It's almost as bad as Darian Durant wanting to play football. Oh, we're going to get to that. Okay, Mark. Chad Owens. Like you know, that. I have to admit, I started laughing when I saw the headline that he got injured. It was just, it, it's par for the, the course for him. Now, it's not a bad injury by any means. It sounds like he just turned his ankle rolled over on it or something so he's probably only going to miss a practice or two but it's just wow first practice back you've already got major had major problems with injuries and your first practice back it's I guess the athlete's mindset should he retire probably will he no you know it's like any of them they don't know when to leave it's just how they are. He probably, from a full-out athletic standpoint, should have retired a couple of years ago because he didn't play much when, even when he was in Saskatchewan. What did he play, three games or four games last year, it seemed? He was never on the field. So should he retire? Yeah. Will he? Not a chance. If Ricky Ray is still talking about coming back, 
somebody like Chad Owens is not retiring. It's just not going to happen. Like I said, though, it is just, you know, you almost feel bad for the guy that his first practice back, he hurts his ankle. It's just, wow. Yeah, like I say, should he retire? Probably. Will he? Not a chance. Go ahead. Charles. I don't really understand the reasoning for Hamilton to sign Chad Owens. First of all, they're playing pretty good football right now. Second of all, they just brought in Marquet McDaniel uh, at receiver there, who's also no spring chicken. I just don't see what they really benefited. Well, obviously, they're not benefiting much much, because he got hurt the first uh, practice he went out there. It's time for Chad Owens to hang him up, I think. Uh, He was getting old last year. The um, riders said they they released him because, quite frankly, it's a young man's game, although that didn't seem to um, um, go into effect with Rob Bagg because they brought him back. But uh, he's had injury problems over the last few years, and I just I know it's hard for pro athletes to hang it up. I get that. I understand. But I quite frankly don't see um, really – a benefit for Hamilton to have him. They they don't really, I don't see a place for him, especially now that McDaniel signed. Um, maybe on special teams, but all in all, I really just, if you wanted someone out for that, I think you're better off going with a younger guy, maybe an NFL cut or something like that. Uh, it, it, we don't want to start recycling old people in, in the league, and I, I like what CJ said about uh, geriatric football league. And we don't want to get into that. Uh, Chad Owens had a great career. He was the most outstanding player. He's won Grey Cups. It's time to hang him up, I think. Well, and Mark's probably right. He probably won't, but I think uh, it's time for him to go, I think, personally. That was my comment about Darian today. What? Time for him to go away. Oh. I think we're going to get to that. Yeah. Wow. Did you know that it was three years ago today that Let's Talk CFL aired? It couldn't be. It had to have been longer no. than that. It must have been because we started in, in at the beginning we of the season. We started at the beginning of the season, right? Yep. And I've been on and off the show for almost three years. Thanks. So anyway, enough, anyway. just I'm, I'm just going through the news feed on on Facebook, and Kelly Bale shared a memory, and it was September 11th, 2015, and it was BTR's Let's Talk CFL live podcast yeah. Sunday and Wednesdays at 10. Now on Stitcher, tuned in and iTunes. But I, I it, yeah, obviously it wasn't the first show because we I think we started the first show in the first at the beginning of the season. But, yeah, that's kind of cool. Thanks for sharing that, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, moving on. Where are we going now? Johnny Manziel has been absent from Montreal's practice for the past two days, reportedly with stomach flu, but many people think he might be finished with the Montreal Alouettes. What do you think? Well, Herb, 
Herb put out a tweet today. Did you see it? Which one? He said, you know, uh, it was kind of funny. Todd posted it. It was a tweet to uh, Mike Sherman, and Mike Sherman responded to him. And I'm flipping really fast through the group right now to see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Herb Zakowski to Mike Sherman. Can you understand why the longer he, Manziel, is away, the more suspicious it looks to guys like us? Mike Sherman's response, yeah, you're not on the inside, so I can understand that. Well done. Come on, that was funny. Anybody? Come well, on. <laughs> I had the mic well, muted. Yeah, I had sorry. the mic muted, okay. Yeah. He didn't deny that anything was going wrong, though. He just said, I, I understand why you might think that. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think what? that there's something going on? Do you think that this is the end of Johnny Mancio? Do you think it's over, one and done? Don, that's it. He's out of here. Goodbye. I mean, this is Montreal. I mean, if Montreal can't, if he can't play quarterback for Montreal, he can't play quarterback for anybody in this league. Mark, what do you think? Is he is it over? You packing his bags and heading south? Um, unless Montreal releases him, he can't pack his bags and head south to play football. No, I know that, but are they not playing him? Is he not practicing? Is it because he's got the stomach flu, or do you think there's more in it than that? That's the question. I'm more I think it's, you know, it, the timing is weird. Pipkin seems to be taking the team, I won't say over yet, but... He's been the best quarterback they've had in, what, two years? year and a half? They're headed to Toronto so, now. So it, it's just the timing seems interesting that, oh, Pipkin's playing really well and he's got the stomach flu. So that's why we're not going to play him this week kind of thing. Like they're making an excuse for him. It could be legitimate. It more than likely is legitimate. Because we're not obviously not in the dressing room to actually really know what's going on, you know, like Sherman said. But it's it's just the timing's weird. I do think if he is released at the end of the year by Montreal, I don't see anybody in the CFL picking him up. So then he can go down to the uh, two new leagues, but I don't see any of them picking him up either because he has no game film still. If he's smart, he stays in Montreal, tries to get on the field, maybe if Pipkin starts sucking or gets injured, he's got to get game film. The only way he's getting to an American football league is to get game film. There's no other way. I want to think he has the flu. I guess we'll find out after this week. Because if you have the flu for two weeks, it's pretty major. Um, I don't think he has the flu, to be honest. I just think they're 
giving I think it's the team. I don't think it's him doing it. I think it's the team trying to cover up with their fans try, so, because they're not playing him and the fans want to see him or wanted to see him. Yeah, that's really it's about it. I He's got to get game feeling if he wants to go down to the States. He's not getting it sitting on the bench. Go ahead. Charles. I have no idea exactly what's going on in Montreal right now. It's rather strange. Uh, because if I'm not mistaken, he was practicing late last week, right? Yep. Yeah, he was. So, because the other thing I've always wondered is if he, or I've been wondering is maybe he's not done with Montreal. But the other thing I wondered is, well, are his concussion symptoms come back? Because he was out with that concussion, and then it looked like he was back, and then all of a sudden. Monday comes around and he's not not practicing with them now. It's very possible that they're not back, but I at least think that's a possibility. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't tell us, but who knows? Uh, I just find the stomach flu uh, uh, reasoning a little bit convenient timing. Maybe not. Maybe it's exactly what they said he is. It just doesn't feel like it seems, like it seems like there's something more going on in Montreal. Now, I don't know exactly what, but it does seem like there's more to the story there. I, I can't tell you what it is. Obviously, I don't know, but it just seems to me that, uh, I don't know, something's, something just doesn't seem right there. Okay. If Johnny Manziel was absolutely 100% healthy and has been practicing for the last two weeks, would you start him this week? I wouldn't. No. Not Pitt a chance. Won a game. Right? How, how do you put him on the bench after he just won a game? You can't. So it... How could this be an excuse? It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse not to practice. I, I honestly believe the guy's sick. Doesn't make sense. So what? He's practicing. He's he's on the team. He's doing everything else. I'm still not going to start him. What is he does doesn't want to be on the on the sidelines and and and, and holding a clipboard for national TV? Well, he's already done that. No, I'm sorry. I think I think the guy's sick. Personal opinion. Yeah, and it may okay. be true. It, 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 it's, it's totally and completely illogical to read anything into this, and Herb Zakowski's just being a moron, as per usual. I I feel sorry for Herb actually because he's he's, he's following football in Montreal. How can that be positive? <laughs> I mean, like, really? Come on. Okay. Uh, new Era was announced by the CFL as their new outfitters for all of their on-field clothing. Is this... Okay, hang on. Trying to... This is a Charlesism. Yeah. All of their on-field clothing. Is this... Does this mean that all the teams will once again get new jerseys, and is this a good or a bad thing? 
I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, hey, my punctuation up. sucks. Oh, it's words missing or changed or wrong. It's okay, Charles. I love what you do. You do a wonderful job for me. You, you, you put this agenda together, itinerary or whatever agenda, every single show, and you're amazing. You're absolutely amazing. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Okay? Right. Sometimes it's challenging, but I love it. Okay? And that was, this, that right. was not sarcasm in any way, shape, or form. I really honestly mean it. You, 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 this show would not be what it is without you. I and it's entertaining that. listening to Christopher having to try to say it sometimes. I it agree. is. It is entertaining <laughs> for me. Are you blushing right now, Charles? Mm, maybe. No. Never know. Okay. Maybe. No. Maybe. Okay. Does this mean we're going to get new jerseys? Come on. Like, we just got new jerseys. I got, I got like, five jerseys in my closet right now. All say exactly the same thing. And they're all different colors. I got a I got a, um Gunmetal gray one, I got an orange, I got a white one, now I got creamsicle, now I got this neon orange or bright orange. What's it going to go to next? No, I don't think they should change the uniforms. I think they should stay the same. Um, only the team, but I think they really need to bring back that third jersey. And I think the BC Lions, now that Wally, well, Wally isn't stepped down as the president yet, has he? Not the president. I think but, he said uh, this is his last year. Yeah, it is. But I mean, he hasn't gone yet. So no. you remember when we were at the um, that, that that meeting when Wally addressed us, mm-hmm. and he said that BC Lions colors are not black; they're orange. They're orange and white. And uh, I do remember and, uh, that. Oh, come on. And he goes, when you look at a black shirt, what do you see? When you see a black shirt. But when you see an orange shirt, you think BC Lions. It doesn't have to have a logo on it. It just looks orange. And he's right, because when I see something green, I think Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I don't want to have anything to do with it. It doesn't even matter if it's the wrong shade of green. I'm pissed off at the grass. Because it looks like no, no, never mind. Just joking. Uh, I, I, I'm just having fun picking on Saskatchewan lately for some reason. I don't know why. I really don't hate the team. Um, just because it's fun to do. It is fun to do, right? And you know, we really should find a, a, another person for the for the podcast. I don't know. Looking for auditions. Anybody out there want to want to talk on the football show here? Um, send us a, a, a message on Facebook and we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see what happens. Not everybody gets picked. We've had some people in the past on the show that didn't do so well. We had some other people that were really good and they, they're, they're, they're not here anymore, but you know, overall, Hey, we're comfortable with the people we got, but we could always add somebody once in a while or sooner than later, more often than not. Okay. So what do you think, Charles? What's going on with the jerseys? Well, it just seems that they're changing like every three or four years and so on. What's that? Hello? Nothing. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I thought you were saying something. Sorry. Okay, so... Well, I'm I'm reading Mark's comment to me here. He's swearing at me. Okay. Do you blame uh, me? You want your team to have consistency and so on with the jerseys and stuff like that. You don't want to keep doing it every three or four years. 
people will get the impression that you're doing that just for the money. Well, I guess you kind of are, but that's not the one and only reason. Uh, you're also, um, you know, different um, companies own the design. So if you're, uh, you know, these designs that we have now, they're owned by, who is it that's doing the jerseys now? Is it Reebok or? No, Reebok was before. This they was, were before. Um, who, who does Adidas jerseys though, now? Adidas, Adidas, yes. Adidas, yes. yes. But I'm guessing that the designs of these jerseys are Adidas designs. So once Adidas is out of the picture, those jerseys go away. So New Balance is coming in now, so we're going to get new New Balance jerseys. So is it New Balance? Yes. Is that excuse me? New Era, not New Balance. My mistake. Um, yeah. So not New I'm Balance. They're going new to come era. in with their own designs. I did hear a rumor that there was, with New Era, there was going to likely be a third jersey for at least some teams. So I don't know which teams. I don't know what they're going to look like. But I'm guessing we're going to get a whole new look again starting next year. So, But um, that'll actually please some people because a lot of people still complain about the Lions jerseys, which I, you know, I get annoyed with because, you know, it's been, what, two or three years. Get over it. But... Um, I like our new jerseys. I do, too, and they've really grown on me even more since we've gotten them. Um, But, Mm -hmm. I mean, people are going to get kind of annoyed after a while because if you keep switching jerseys, because when they switch jerseys, a lot of people buy the new jerseys thinking they're going to have them for a while, and they like to have the the up-to-date jerseys. Well, if you keep uh, sending... um, New jerseys, people are going to stop buying them because they're going to get annoyed and you're going to upset people. So um, let's hope that if they've got this new agreement with New Era, that they can actually make it last more than a few years so we're not playing musical jerseys and getting a new jersey every two or three years because people will start getting annoyed and stop buying it. Yes, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Mark, I did read somewhere today, I can't remember where I saw it, if it was on the CFL page or on the Let's Talk, they aren't doing a New Jersey next year, but it didn't say anything about after that. I'm more concerned of New Era makes baseball hats. Yeah, that's the other thing that confused me. The company is actually new, called New Era Cap. They've never made or designed jerseys. Um, it took Winnipeg a long time to get the blue and gold back. Do not touch my blue and gold. That is bomber colors. I had to deal with the lightning bolt and everything else for a long enough time. I, um, the third jerseys, I, I could handle doing third jerseys again. That is neat, the one-off thing. Don't do it every year. Just do it the one time. Mm-hmm. Um, have them wear them, you know, like they did a few years ago. Just don't do the camouflage thing. You know, the, 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 there's been some pretty epic fails on third jerseys. Does it, anybody remember the Bombers third jersey? It looked like Toronto Argonauts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of the patterns. Yeah, camel. The they looked like patterns. the freaking video game Minecraft. They were awful. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think anybody's third jersey actually stood out except for the BC Lions. Yeah, I love the gun metal, that gunmetal gray was the best. <laughs> it was probably one of the best jerseys in all of pro sports. And, and yeah. yes, I'm biased. If they're going to change up the helmet design, that'd be cool. Go more like what Calgary does with that red-black one that they have. I love that design. Oh, you mean the Ottawa helmet? Yes. I was waiting for that. I'm sorry, I, I love that design. I just think it's cool. Yeah, without question, beautiful design, but it shouldn't be Calgary. <laughs> I know. Um, Come on, no, really? It, we are going to have this, unfortunately, with a 19 league. It's really hard to keep the Adidas, the Reeboks, any of the big companies because they just don't make enough money off the jersey sales. Let's face it, a 19 league versus the NFL or the NHL. You know, thirty some teams. Your money, making money, is does there. It's not it with the CFL. Does it matter? They're making jerseys. Does it matter whether they're making them for the LA Rams? And I don't even think the Rams are in LA anymore. I think they're they were in St. Louis and then they've gone somewhere else. But you know what I'm talking about? Okay, Oakland yeah, Raiders. I know what you mean. Okay, it, they're making thirty-two jerseys. Why? Are, what's the problem with making forty-one jerseys? Um, it, it's just not worth Why their, their it, time. Does it mean it? Doesn't mean they have to another league. What's the difference? They're making thirty-one teams right now for the NFL. Why don't they make forty-one and include the CFL? It's the same thing. What is the I problem? Do, I don't think the fan base is enough sales. You look at um, just we'll take the NHL for a quick second. The Jets. They probably sold. 40,000 of the NHL Winter Classic jerseys last year. Yep. Just the one game. That's the only time they were worn. Just the mm-hmm. one game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not selling 40,000 jerseys in the CFL a year. You are if you're in Saskatchewan. They've got their jerseys. Unless somebody comes out with a new one, they're not buying another jersey. No, because they're all the same. Yeah. And of all the teams, if you look at it, all the teams through all these different jersey changes, Saskatchewan is the one that has changed the least. Yeah, they've only ever put the extra So that everybody can stuck. use their old jerseys and it, they don't look out of place. Yeah. And I will say Saskatchewan has some of the cheaper prices from their stores in the CFL. You can get a Lancaster jersey for like a hundred bucks. In Winnipeg, that's two hundred and twenty. What's well, two hundred and twenty to put your your own name on it, regardless yep. of what the name is, whether it's Lancaster? No, not in Saskatchewan. You can get them for a hundred bucks. Yeah, but are they the same quality? They're the exact same jerseys that are sold in all the other CFL stores. Okay. I thought they had a they had a, a lesser quality one. Oh, they probably pretty sure do. They did. Oh, there's they knockoff do. ones all over the place. Yeah, I'm not I talking about guy knockoff ones. Uh, I know, uh, I know a guy who bought a knockoff uh, Travis Lule jersey from um, uh, from China. He got the jersey, and the the numbers were crooked. 
the numbers were on the, almost, were practically on the side of the jersey. No comment. Yeah. yeah. No, we're just we don't get the days. I really do think the days of the Reeboks and stuff like that are over. Have the big companies. So maybe New Era will be good. Just don't screw with the uniform colors too much. Depends on the team. Yep. You just like your royal blue. Damn right. Hey, I've got... (laughs) What have I got? 11 jerseys now, and they're all different. There's no two logos the same. Oh, no, sorry. I do have two of the same, two of the new ones. I have an away and a home. Yeah. Other than that, they're all the different eras. I got I got five. The last five the BC Lions had. And no, uh, well, if they put out new jerseys, I'll get new jerseys. I don't care. Yep. Part of being a fan, in my opinion. A lot of people go, "Well, I can afford to be a fan." Well, okay, you can't. It's, I can. So it's part of being a fan for me. Mm-hmm. I can't afford it either. Sometimes that's why I have the credit card. <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah. If I don't have money in my pocket, I don't buy it. And that's my philosophy on it. Now, like I say, my biggest worry is that they've never done jerseys before. What do you mean? That may be New Era have New never era. designed a jersey. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. They're baseball hats well, and T-shirts and stuff like that. Well, maybe the uniforms are going to be like T-shirts. I mean, if you remember when um, um, Adidas first came out with theirs, their jerseys were ripping all every game. There was jerseys flying all over the place. I'm just hoping they're, the new era ones, when they do come, are going to be lighter than the Adidas ones. Because, man, I don't know about the BC ones, but the Bomber ones are super heavy. They're really thick. I've never okay. heard that about the, those ones before. Everybody I know that's got the newer one says the same thing. Like, I've got a Charles Roberts one that is virtually paper thin, and it's a regular jersey that you would that they would wear. Hmm. Huh. Okay. So before we get down to the last segment here, and we have half an hour to play, I want to uh, bring the attention to Hamilton Tiger Cats. And they have had a, um, we'll call him a cheerleader, for lack of a better word, called Pigskin Pete. And Pigskin Pete has been, at the Hamilton Tiger Cats games for decades, absolutely Mm -hmm. decades. And then the original Pigskin Pete, I think he died or retired and then died. And his son took over for a while. And then his son was gone. And now uh, a gentleman by the name of Dan Black was Pigskin Pete. And he took over in 2008 he officially resigned effective immediately 
uh, citing that he needed to spend more time with his family. I'm hoping that there's nothing ma- the matter with his family and that it's this is a purely personal selfish reason because I, I I have no issues with that at all. I think it's a wonderful thing to spend time with your family. Hopefully it's not because the family is some somebody in the family is going away, which sometimes it always does. So their Hamilton Tiger Cats are now looking for a new pigskin Pete. Doesn't have to have the name Peter. Uh, it's just has to wear the uniform, the uh, the stripes, the beehive, uh, the bumblebee striped shirt with a bowler hat. Who do you think should be Pigskin Pete? I personally think Aaron Ford should be that's Pigskin was, Pete. That's who I was going to say, man too. is unbelievable fan of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I, I, I cannot think of anybody who is more focused on doing it. He is the president of the of the uh, Thai Cats fan club or vice president of the fan club. He has done absolutely everything for this team, uh, for the fan base. He runs the Hamilton Tiger Cats group. Um, he's, he's just a huge, huge, huge football fan and even bigger Hamilton Tiger Cat fan. Uh, so Aaron Ford, good luck in your quest. To be to be pigskin Pete, you should do it. There's no one better. Any anybody else want to say anything there? I was just kind of like you. I think because uh, I've seen um, Aaron online and so on. He's a massively huge Hamilton Tiger Cats fan. Um, I think he would be a perfect person to be it. Uh, he's definitely very enthusiastic about the team. So, yeah, I would say he would be uh, right at the top of any list. If, if, of course, this all being prefaced on if he's interested in it, but uh, I'm not sure why he, he would be. Interested so he, in it. He, he, okay, then, he's getting a lot he, of, of requests from people to do it. All right. Then he would be, like, the top of my list, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just reading a story on it. Actually, Pigskin Pete started in 1920. Can you believe wow. it? He's been around that long. A gentleman by the name of Vince Wirtz. Uh, he, he was Pigskin Pete until 1966. He did it for 46 years. And then he was followed by his son, Bill Wirtz, from 67 to 75. And then a guy named Paul Wheeler held it for 31 years until 2006. Then in 2006, he resigned or whatever else, and they were two years without one. And then on came Dan Black, who did in 2008 until 2018, and now for 10 years, and now he's finished. Aaron Ford, it's up to you, bro. We believe. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mark, who do you think should do it? Do you agree with that? You know, Aaron? I agree. I agree with that. Otherwise, maybe Phyllis. No. <laughs> no. Phyllis couldn't do that. I know. Yes, but no, Phyllis couldn't beat Pigskin PD. But Aaron could, without question. Yep. I mean, how do you not, you know? Well, I don't know. I think it's a good call. I think he needs to go off and do it. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Any? Any? We're just going to move on here to this next story, which so. is going to be short and sweet because I think it's yeah. absolutely stupid. Well, it's time to sort out. Darian Durant said that he is no longer bitter about his trade from Saskatchewan Rough Riders to the Montreal Alouettes and said he would be willing to look at a comeback if the opportunity presented itself. Is there anyone out there that would really want him at this point in time? It's amazing how many Rider fans think that doubles, double D, Darian should come back and quarterback them to the promised land. He was never a good quarterback, you fools. He was on an okay quarterback on a really good team. And, oh, my God, like, really, seriously, you want to take a step backwards like that? You've got the most talented quarterback in the league right now is Zach Caleros. He's gun-shy. So build an O-line to protect him, and everything will be fine. Chris Jones is a moron for not doing that at the beginning of the season. He needs to do it by the end of the season. Ain't going to happen. Okay, so... Darian Durant coming back, he can't come back. If you think he's going to come out and save your team this year, it ain't going to happen. You know why? He's under contract with Winnipeg for the 2018 season. doesn't matter whether he retired or anything else. He comes out of retirement right now. He is property of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And if you think Winnipeg is going to let him go to Saskatchewan, you're a fucking moron. Darian can pay back his $70,000, and Winnipeg isn't going to let him go anywhere. It's not about the money at this point in time. It's about honor and lack thereof. And Darian has none, never has. He's a whiny, bitter little man. And I cannot get over how stupid this man is and how he thinks that he is still wanted somewhere in this world. I... I, I'm done. I can't see anything more. It'll, it'll, it'll get really bad and nasty. Charles. All right. Darian Durant's got to get over himself and go away. It's the same thing like we were talking about Chad Owens, but even worse because Darian Durant's play had declined significantly last year, and he wasn't that good to begin with, so that's not a good combination. I'm sorry. Uh, your time is over, bud. Go find another hobby. Do something else. Uh, and I don't know why the Saskatchewan fans are jumping on this. Why is this guy a god in Saskatchewan? I've never figured that out. Sure, he was a quarterback that won a Grey Cup. Yeah, he was a quarterback that won a Grey Cup. Well, he was on a quarterback of a Grey Cup winning team, but at the same time, the defense won that Grey Cup for him. Don't, don't get, cast any other dispersions about that. Um, I just don't. I don't know what the whole big deal is, and no one wants to see him coming out. Uh, is Chris Jones the guy who said young man's game in the um, in the uh, preseason? Is he going to be clamoring at the bit to get Darian Durant back? He's the reason Darian Durant left in the first place. And of course, the final point, like you guys are saying, Darian Durant is uh, property of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So he can't go anywhere right now. If he wants to play anywhere, it has to be in Winnipeg. And guess what? They don't want him. He can sit and watch on his couch. 
because he's not going to be playing in the CFL anytime soon. There is a job for him in Winnipeg. He can clean Ball the jock straps after the games. Oh, okay, yeah. That's his job. I don't think he'd be good at it. What team next year is going to take Darian Durant as a quarterback? No one. Nobody. No, so, nobody that desperate. Come back next year, sign your one-day contract with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, retire, go away. Oh, and let me be thanking you once again for leaving so we could sign Adam Big Hill. Bye. Can't argue. Can't argue in the slightest. I'm not going to go any further on it. I'm not going any further on it either, CJ, or we'll both be in trouble. And I don't see a point to it because he's not coming back. Not going to happen. Unless maybe the writers would be stupid enough to trade for his rights. That would be funny. I I don't think the Bombers would give them up. I would no, no, nope. probably not. Nope. I would tell him to piss in the wind, or for seventy thousand bucks. But you know, the funny thing is, is that whatever you get for Darian Durant is more than what you had, because yeah. you're you're there. <laughs> I I hope he goes back to the Riders right now because we know that the Riders are going to fail and miss the playoffs then. <laughs> right. I mean. I mean, seriously. And let's say he did try to come back next year. After he put the screws to Winnipeg and cashed in a signing bonus without ever playing a game, what team would be stupid enough to to give him any money? In fear one? that he might do the same thing. No, I don't even think Chris Jones is that stupid. And Chris Jones is the one who said, no, we don't want you. Go away. Exactly. Montreal said no. In the first place. Yeah. Montreal said, no, we don't want you. Go away. So, don't think Hamilton wants him. Don't think BC wants him. <laughs> you know, just go down the list. Nobody's going to want him. But, yeah, you can come back and play. Yeah. I don't know. I it's, I I cannot believe that he actually thinks he is so arrogant and so full of himself that he thinks that he can actually come back and make a difference to any team. And it's because he's now no longer bitter. I'm no longer bitter, so I'll come back and play for you. Fuck off. Go pound sand. I don't know what else to say. Okay. We got 25 minutes left. What are we going to talk about here? Time flies when we don't have Will on the show. 
<laughs> I know. It, it drags on and on and on because Bill's not talking or snoring. Sometimes, never mind. Okay, so. What do you want to talk about? Are we going to go through the uh, Let's Talk CFL Facebook group and see what's going on? We could do that. How do you like the Wangle. power rankings you've seen so far? Oh, Belton Johnson's. Yep. It just happened. Belton Belton Johnson says this is great. Let's have a discussion on these power rankings. Here's Belton's power rankings for week 13. He's got the Stamps in first place, the Riders in second, Ticats, Eskimos, Red Blacks, Bombers, BC, Alouettes, and the Argos are in the basement. Charles, agree, disagree, doesn't matter. How the how the hell are the Red Blacks fifth? Uh, they should be down to seven. Right now, if power rankings, all that being equal, I put the Lions above the Bombers. They're playing better football. I would too. They won their they won their last game. The Bombers have lost four straight. How do you put yeah, the Riders too? Winning, the winning riders? one game, winning one game doesn't move you up the power ranking that much. Losing no. four in a row does drop you down that far. Yeah. Boy, I um, I would be Stamps one. I would put Ticats two. I don't know what the Riders are doing uh, there. I would put the Eskimos three. I would have the Riders four, the Lions five, then the Bombers six, then the Red Blacks, Alouettes, and Argos. I'd actually almost be tempted to put the Alouettes above the Red Blacks because I think the Red Blacks look horrible right now. Well, we'll know about the Red Blacks after how they perform in this game coming up. Okay? Yeah, That's yeah. going to be a telltale sign for a lot of teams right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. If Ottawa actually – they don't have to beat Saskatchewan. All they do have to do is come out and play a good football game, and we can keep them in a, in a positive position in the power rankings. Okay? Just because they lose doesn't mean they, they have to drop. But if they lose miserably – I I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just not talk about the Alouettes beating the Lions. Okay, that's just not going to happen. But yeah, I, I don't disagree with those, Charles. Those are pretty pretty good, pretty accurate power rankings. Mark, are you agreeing or disagreeing in this one? I'll disagree just because, like Charles, BC should be ahead of the Bombers. Well, you agree with that? Yeah, yeah I, I think he. Or I'm sorry, agree. Yeah, I think BC should be ahead. Winnipeg is playing like crap. They're in a free fall, and BC won their last game and looks good going forward. What has Winnipeg done to look good going forward? BC has made changes on their roster. BC has made changes on their roster. Your ability to move forward, and at this point in time. The Bombers don't have one. Nope. They haven't made any changes, and BC has. Yeah. There you go. I still... Yeah. I So, do you agree with Charles' rankings there? I... 
Okay, Calgary number one. Does anybody argue with this? No. Nope. Okay, number two. Is it up for debate, or are we just going to hand it to the tie cats? Because I, I got, I'm got it to the tie cats. I've got well, it to the tie cats. Yep. Okay. And Charles, you're there as well, right? Yep. I'm. I'm not r- really willing to push the Eskimos down into fourth. They did just beat the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. They did have a good showing in the in the Labor Day game against the Stampeders. So. I'm still in a good position with them. I, I don't believe the Riders are playing that good of football to be moving them up that high. So we got the Stamps, Tie Cats, and Eskimos. One, two, and three. Is there a problem there? Nope. No, right? You know that's you, that's what you had said, Chuck. Do you agree with that, right? Yep. Okay. Now we got number four. Are we going to put the Riders there? I, I'd put them there probably. We yeah, have to put them there because I'm really not comfortable putting the BC Lions that high. No. Okay. But there's no way in hell that I am going to put the Bombers or Red Blacks above the Lions. So that nope. means BC's in fifth. Now, the debate is, who's worse, Red Blacks or the Bombers? Is this where our, our, our argument is? This could be. This is a. Neither one of them look any good. Neither one of them look any good, and and on it. Quite honestly, the Alouettes look better. I'm not ready to move the Alouettes up that high. Nor am I. Nor am I. I'm just saying. So now you've got the bottom four here being the Red Blacks, Bombers, Alouettes, and Argos. Who 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 do you want to put in the basement? You keeping the Argos there? Yeah. Can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. So the question there is you're not gonna not prepared to put the Alouettes above the Red Blacks or the Bombers. Charles, what do you think? Well, it's a tough one because they have one back to back games. And in the last yeah. few weeks, they've looked a lot better than both of those teams. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I still got to see. I think. I, you know what? I think I still got to see a little bit more from the Alouettes. Agreed. One more game, I'd be probably willing to put them past. I'm We're not going to put them back there, because they're going to play BC, and we don't want to see a good game from them. <laughs> Well, if they lose to BC and then beat Bombers, we're gonna we'll move them up. But right now, I can't move them up above the Red Blacks or the Bombers, so I'm gonna keep the Alouettes in eighth place personally. Yeah. Is it a coin toss between the Red Blacks and the Bombers right now? Either one of them's got a quarterback. You can make an argument for either one of them to be in fifth. I I think that. Yeah, you can make an argument either way and win yeah. the argument either way. So, so you're saying that fifth and sixth is a coin toss, so it's six A and six B. Yeah, and there is no seven. Yep. Is that what you want to do? Pretty much. Okay. Alouettes and Argos. That finishes that one out. Okay. Let's go see what happened here. Oh. 
stamps writers. No, 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 no. I'm just looking to see if anybody's actually put any any comments in it. Did you I see the three I... down that says um, Masoli is the third best quarterback in the CFL? Oh my good lord! That's why I thought I'd he, bring that he, one up. He could very well be. That's sad. Think about that for a second. He could very well be. Well, I think I said it last week, and I think I've said it a few times. There's Riley, there's Bo Levi Mitchell, and then there's everybody else. Yeah, well. And and I'm not, I'm not looking at it as past Mike performance. There's Riley, and then there's everybody else. Yeah, well. <laughs> My personal opinion. It's Mike Riley and everybody else in this league. Well, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna do this properly here. So we got number in first place. We have the Calgary Sam Peters. I'm I'm typing this out here. All right. Okay, and number two we have the uh, who did we pick? Hamilton Tiger Cats. Right. Yep. Yep. And in third place. We have the Edmonton Eskimos. Edmonton Eskimos, yep. Right. Fourth place, we have... I can actually spell Saskatchewan, by the way. I just want you guys to know that. A lot of people can't. Okay, and 6A, we have Red Blacks. And 6B, we have Bombers. And in 8, we have Alouettes. Oh, how did that happen? How did that happen? How do you type in Alouettes and Russ Gordon comes up? (laughs) Okay, that doesn't make sense. It it confused me. (laughs) Okay. So there you go. There, I just posted that on Belton Johnson's page. Oh, I should edit this and just say edit. Let's talk CFL podcast staff have agreed on these rankings. Oh, that's going to be interesting. That's where he had a few comments. Also, there are a lot of Ryder fans that go to his page, and that's going to be, uh, they'll be interested. No, this this is on the CFL, uh, Let's Talk CFL page. Okay. This isn't on his page. Personal one. Oh, I, I might put you. it over there. Yep. Eventually. I don't know. You think we're going to get away with this one? <laughs> I think there's going to be some abuse. <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, think. Yeah. Let's talk CFL podcast staff 
have agreed on these rankings. <laughs> 6A, 6B, Bombers, Red Blacks. I, I kind of agree with that. Like you said, Mark, they can make arguments for either one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alouettes have uh, the possibility of moving up very quickly. Well, they could leapfrog over two real fast. They beat the Lions. Hell, yeah, they would. Yep. Could move. Could could very well move them right to fifth place real fast. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Wow, that's kind of cool. What else do you want to do? Where else are we going? At Atlanta Schooners. We haven't heard anything else on Atlanta Schooners lately, have we? Not lately, no. It's been uh, quiet. Last, last I thing heard I heard was a week or two is that they were down to two sites. Yeah. For I give them credit for staying out of the media unless there's actually something to talk about. Mm-hmm. They are doing it right. I'll give them that much. Okay. Yep. So one of the things I saw here is that there's talk here because uh, there's a new uh, Olympic bid uh, from Calgary, and there's talk of if they were successful with that bid, uh, it would include renovations to McMahon Stadium, but not a new stadium. So this this would be the uh, the Winter Olympics. Yes. Why do they need a stadium? They normally have it for um, opening and closing ceremonies along with uh, they usually do like the medal presentations so on there. I, I think you would do that in, in, in the hockey arena because it would be fucking cold in the winter time in Calgary. Well, they, they did it in 88 at McMahon Stadium too. Did they? Welcome to the Winter Olympics, Christopher. It's all done outside. Yep. Idiots. That's why we have BC Place. We had a roof. We had a roof. <laughs> Still got a roof. Okay, so since we had this great discussion about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Ottawa Red Blacks and which one is real, Matthew Cause put out an article today which, will the real Trevor Harris please stand up? In a career of ups and downs, the Red Blacks quarterback, Trevor Harris... Anyhow, where where is it? By the time you're reading this, I am somewhere in Peru. Who cares about you? What do you think? What's going on with uh, Trevor Harris? And what is is he just never been a good quarterback? Is he just not doing well in the Ottawa system? I, I mean, Ottawa's done Dick Squat since Henry Henry Burris retired. Trevor yeah. Harris has taken him nowhere. Yeah, I was just gonna say I personally think that the um real Trevor Harris has stood up. I think he's just an inconsistent quarterback. Because uh quite frankly, um I I haven't seen it's been two or three years now where it's been one good game, one bad game. He can't find any sort of consistency, and I don't think he's going to. I think this is just who he is. He's a quarterback that can win you some games, and he's a quarterback that can be crap. Is he hurt? Is he's he injured consistent. in any way? Does he have a, 
a legitimate excuse. Hmm. Then he's needed one every year of his career. Every year, yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Is he is he um upset or or not comfortable in the Ottawa game plan? How many years has he been there? He's been three. Three, three years now? This is his third. How many different offensive coordinators? Same one? Same one. Yep. Uh, if you're not comfortable in the offensive game plan after three years, um, that's not on the offensive coordinator. That's on the quarterback. Yep. No, I, I'm not saying that he's not comfortable with it, not able to do it. He either doesn't want to or there's, there's, a, there's a conflict in there between the two of them. And they're not seeing eye to eye and, and whatever else, okay? Is it, is it a personality problem here? No, I just think that's what he's like. I think that's going to be his you career. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's 500 yards one game, and then he's 200 yards the next, and then he's 400, then he's 160, then he's 400, and then he's 200. That's just what he's like. Bad he's done that his whole career. To the CFL. Okay. So we have to assume that he's a good quarterback. We have to make that assumption. Yep. He made it to the CFL. So he's a good quarterback. You're saying that he's just inconsistent. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is it him that's inconsistent or is it his team? Uh, You you can make an argument right now that Travis Lulee is playing terrible football because he just has no yards, has no touchdown passes. It's just, it's terrible. His stats are absolutely terrible. But you look at, you know, Elliott and, and Collins dropping footballs the way they are. They don't have Manny. Uh, what do you expect from a quarterback? Oh, who does Harris got to throw to? Well, well, he's got two of the top receivers in the CFL. Yeah. yeah. They've, got, they've got weapons all over the field. you got Powell. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, it's, it's either... Uh, a lot of people are starting to say, now this is people outside of Ottawa, a lot of people are starting to say that it's time for Rick Campbell to go. Well, I mean, actually, was it, which, was it this article or was it another one that said that Trevor Harris needs to be traded and Rick Campbell needs to be fired? I'm not sure. Yeah, I saw that one too. There, there was actually somebody who was like, "Hey, let's start a rumor: Nichols for Harris." Yeah, we were talking about that last week yeah, on yeah, the show, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, we did. It might shake up both quarterbacks, <laughs> but no, there's a lot of people saying that a lot of the problems in Ottawa are, are on the head coach. Well, you can't fire the team, so no. You have to do something. If you got to shake the place up, you got to do it. You got to shake it but up. But they're in the east. And where are they right now? Second place or third? First. No, they're in second. Oh, first, yeah. So they're in, they're in the place. east. How do you fire a coach when he's first in first place? Yep. That's bloody hard. 
who just won a Grey Cup just two years ago. Yeah. And is in first place. Isn't that where you want your team? Above 500. Yep. Yeah, I would think so. How do you fire him? I mean, you got greater odds of firing Wally Buono at four and six. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Mike Mike Sherman, um, Mark Tressman, three and eight. Both of those guys are three and eight, and they have jobs. Mm-hmm. And Tressman's going the wrong direction. I mean, Calgary Stampeders have 337 points so far this year. Edmonton has 353. Winnipeg mm-hmm. has 365. Granted, Winnipeg and Edmonton have one more game than Calgary does. Okay? But they're in the, the mid-threes, right? 350, give or take. Montreal, 190. That's points four. 190. Oof. My God. There's a reason they're in the last place. Yeah. Here, here's here's one that you wouldn't believe. We know who the team with the least amount of points scored against them, which is Calgary. Right? Who's in second? Saskatchewan? Mm-hmm. Who has the least amount of points scored against them? Well, sure as hell can't be Winnipeg. No, it's not Winnipeg. <laughs> they actually have the third most. Second most? Against the third most? Yeah. Well, Hamilton and, 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 sorry, Montreal and Toronto are worse than Winnipeg. Yeah. So, of, of the real teams, Winnipeg's number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the second fewest points scored against them is the BC Lions. Wow. I did not know that. Do you know why? They played less games. They played less games than most teams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're down to a minute. Are we? We're under a minute now. Oh, yeah, because I don't have her talking to me. You don't have the, yeah. Oh, I'm under a minute here. Okay. Uh, This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast Episode 280. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we are going to sign off, and we'll have a great weekend of football, only three games, Friday and Saturday. Take care. 30 seconds. Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Mark. Goodnight, everybody. Talk to you Sunday. And we're going to have to say goodnight for Will because I know he's listening and he wants to say goodbye, but so be it. Will, say goodnight. 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 <laughs>